Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo, hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. So this is a little bit of a rant, but it's not even a rant. It's just something that came to me while I was in the shower and I was like, oh, this is actually a really good topic to talk about. So I want to talk about navigating people that waste your time. And I'm going to explain what I mean by this first, and then we can like dive into some things that you can do so that you can navigate the fine line of the people that waste your time. So we've all had people who will ask like a million questions via DM and they never seem to make an investment even in our low ticket offers, right? And I'm, I, I want to be careful in how I talk about this person because there are people who they will ask a million questions and it seems like they're never going to buy and then randomly they make an investment right so there are some people like i i'm not one of the people that ask a million questions but i will ask quite a few questions before i make an investment but usually when i'm asking questions it's related to an offer but sometimes you'll have that person that's in your dms and they're like legitimately asking for advice And we've all been there where they're asking for advice. They're asking questions that are like really specific to what it is that you do. Or maybe you have someone that it's like they don't pay attention to your content. Like they don't pay attention to your free content. And they literally ask questions that you have literally just talked about, like in another piece of content. So it's like, dang, like, did you even like, are you even reading my post? Like (laughs) what's going on? Like, are you, are you reading my blog? Are you watching my videos? Like, So, you know, like those people. And then there's other people who they will hop on a call with you just to pick your brain. And it's like, oh, man, like I, you know, maybe you were expecting to get on a clarity call with them or whatever. And they they get clarity all right because they hop on this call just to pick your brain. But it never really moves into talking about your offer or when it is time to talk about your offer they shy away they you know say things like oh i have to talk to my spouse i have to you know do this i don't have the money blah blah blah. Um, there's also people who like they will get in your dms and they will say things like you know i can't afford your offer but i have a question or you know "I, i i can't afford your offer right now but you know i would love to work with you and then you know for the next week or two they're like throwing tons of questions your way right and you know I I call these people time wasters and it's not a bad thing to be a time waster right but sometimes people will be in a a situation where they start to waste your time there's people that will like inquire about your services or inquire about something and they'll you know like they'll say that they're really interested and to hold a spot for them they tell us they want to work with us like you you you're in your mind you're like oh this is a person that's going to sign with me and then there's crickets right so that's a time waster so yeah like i said simply put there are going to be people that they waste your time 
it's just it happens right it's it it happens and it's okay like that's what i want to say first it happens to all of us but your job is to not allow that your job is to not allow people to continue to waste your time it is your job to not allow people to continue to waste your time and so i want to just share a few things that i have done to kind of keep myself from having to feel like my time is being wasted but also to just navigate people that may you know find themselves in the realm of wasting my time or you know just because it's it's almost hard to talk about this and because you never want to come across as that person that's being a jerk right like you're not trying to be a jerk but it's like you also have to protect your own energy and so there are a bunch of ways and things that I can call this but I just want to like call it what it is which is like wasting people's time and wasting my own time so here's some things that I do to just not allow that and to kind of set that boundary of like hey my time is valuable and while I would love to answer everyone's questions and I do a really great job at answering everyone's questions like at the end of the day this is still a business and I want to kind of help you navigate this space because you will find yourself up against someone who like because you are bending over backwards and doing all the things for them, you find yourself in this weird situation of feeling really used and really and, and feeling kind of like, wow, this person doesn't really value me um, and doesn't really like respect me. So let's talk about this. So the first thing that I want to say is when you're navigating people that waste your time, you want to check your own response time. So I am a huge advocate of, and I'm a huge believer of answering immediately. Like, that's why I love automations. That's why I love, you know, having like my autoresponders and all that kind of stuff, because I believe that people should receive a response pretty, pretty immediately. But the thing with people that waste your time is that they start to um, have the expectation that you owe them a response. And the truth is that you don't. <laughs> right like if they're asking you a million and one questions or if they have already said like oh yeah I want to work with you and then you know you follow up and it's like this whole ghosting thing but then boom here they are back in your dms asking you a million questions it's like mm, no it's time to slow down on your response so instead of sending them an immediate response you know let an hour go by let a day go by you know I actually have gotten to a point that no matter who you are whether you're a hot lead or not you know once my business hours are closed like I'm I no longer feel beholden you know or I, I no longer feel like I have to respond immediately and it's a boundary that you want to kind of set up front with everyone period because if you are immediately responsive when you're trying to sign the client but then not immediately responsive when you get the client people are going to like that person's going to be upset so you want to set the boundary of just consistent communication, regardless of if they're a client or not. So for me, I have business hours. They are from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Everyone knows this. Um, on Fridays, it's 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And on the weekends, baby, you ain't go here from K at all. And I'm the same way when I am signing on a new client. Now, if someone is like, they send an inquiry, like they're going to go through automation. So that's different right they'll get that throughout the weekend but you know otherwise like i don't rush to respond to people on the weekends and things like that and 
I started doing that well before I was comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this because sometimes people say things and it's like, you can say that because you make money. But it's like, no, baby, I was doing this well before I was comfortable. And the only reason why I started doing this when I was uncomfortable is because I would run into a lot of people who would waste my time. And then I would spend the whole weekend feeling anxious about the sale and feeling anxious about working with this person just for it to be, you know, five days later and they still had not signed up. So I'm saying this literally from experience and I don't want you have to feel this way. It's time for you to just check your response time and slow down on their immediate responses. Because the other thing is, is that I find that, and someone told me this before and I didn't believe it, but it's like, sometimes you come across as too available and people take that for granted and people feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe she, you know, maybe she's not as good as what she says because she, she's just sitting here in her DMs all day answering my questions. And it's like, well, why do I need to hire you if I can just ask you the question? So, you know, that's the first thing, just check your response time. And if you find that you're up against somebody who is just like, they're just, you can tell that they're not ready to invest right now just slow down right you don't have to be mean you don't have to be nasty but just slow down right maybe instead of responding you know within an hour you respond the next day or if it's a friday you respond on monday you know for me i i like to set the boundary with my dms that via dm I'll respond like i respond monday through friday but otherwise i'm not really pressed to respond that fast and I'm really like that because I don't respond to my clients on the weekends. So what do I look like responding to somebody, you know, answering all their questions, but I won't spend time with my clients answering their questions. So that's thing number one. Thing number two that I'll do with folks that, you know, tend to ask me a bunch of questions or whatever is I will send them to existing content. So this is why content marketing is super important. This is why having, you know, um, evergreen content channels, like I'm really big on like having a blog, having a YouTube, having a podcast, having these places that you can send people to your existing content, because now it's like, instead of you giving them a personalized custom answer you can send them to a podcast episode you can send them to a blog post i used to have people all the time that would ask me like how do i start a podcast and i you know got i didn't get tired of answering the question but it's like i'm answering it over and over and over again why not just make a piece of content for it so i created a blog post that was you know like 10 10 steps to making a podcast or whatever it was on my old website so i don't have it anymore but I probably should make it again. But anyway, um, I would send this blog post to people and I'd be like, oh yeah, like, hey girl, like here's the link so that you could see, you know, exactly how I did it. And then now they have the link and, you know, now if they're asking me more questions, I'm like, all right, girl, like you need to join this offer. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know, cause obviously like you have a lot of questions that it's too in depth for back and forth via DM or back and forth via email. So the third thing that I do, so besides sending them to existing content, the third thing is, um, clearly stating my offers and the pricing on my website, my sales page, and my landing page. So the reason why this is relevant is because sometimes people will, inqu- like, they'll ask you a bunch of questions because they don't see it anywhere. And it's not that they're wasting your time. It's just that you are not being clear. And I learned this really, really early because I used to like, you know, people like back in the day, not super long ago, but like people used to, you know, have these offers or whatever and they would never put their pricing anywhere so it's like bro like i'm not about to get on a call with you and like do all this stuff if i can't even see how much your offer costs or like sometimes people will like make these landing pages and sales pages that really say nothing and you have like a million and one questions so i will say that like for people that waste your time if you have like really clearly stated offers and pricing that may lessen the chance that they will 
blow up your DMs because they're going to already know from the jump that like, oh, she's really serious about her business. Like it's really clearly laid out what she offers and all the things and how much it is. So like, I'm not going to just get in here and like disrespect her by asking like questions that clearly are relevant to the offer. Like clearly she's going to break this down or teach me this inside the offer or she does this as a service. So I'm not going to ask her questions because that's just rude, right? So having your offers and pricing clearly stated, that's going to be another way to kind of navigate that because if someone comes up with a question, you can say, well, actually I help you with this inside of this program or I actually do this as a service you know, inside my done for you, blah, 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 you know, would you like the link or here's the link to check it out. So now people, now you can always kind of defer people back to your website, your sales page, your landing page. So the fourth thing for me is the two question rule. So this is really how I was able to just like nip the whole wasting my time and not knowing how to move them into a sales conversation in the butt. I have a two question rule and sometimes it's a three question rule. It depends on how I'm feeling, right? If I'm feeling a little razzle dazzle, you know, won't, 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 I might give you three questions, but the rule is you get two free questions and then I pitch you. So <laughs> I used to like literally let people, you know, pick, pick my brain. And I don't know if you guys have seen, like, sometimes I will like put on Instagram or whatever, like I'm not a DM coach. And I even, I think I've said a couple of times here on the podcast, but like, I'm quick to tell, like, to say, like, I am not a DM coach. I am not a DM strategist. I am not a DM social media manager. So like, I have a two question rule and I really encourage you to have the same rule or like a one question rule or three question, whatever you want to do. But basically you get three questions, two questions, and then I pitch you. And I used to feel bad. Like I used to feel so bad or like awkward about, you know, someone asking me all these questions. How do I, you know, get them to like look at my sales page or like inquire about my actual services or whatever. Like I used to feel so weird about doing that until I realized that they don't feel weird about asking me all these questions. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't feel bad about asking me all these questions. So I should not feel bad about offering you my service if it's relevant, right? Now I'm not going to offer something to somebody that's not relevant, but so yeah, I'm not going to offer you something that's not relevant or something that you don't need, of course. But if it is something that like, if I have an offer or whatever that can fit your need based off your questions, then at that point I am going to pitch. And, you know, I'll, I'll usually say something, you know, just something small, like, well, you know, since we're on this topic, actually inside of this offer, you know, I can help you with X, Y, and Z, right? You know, I, I, it's a very seamless transition, but I just base it off of the two questions that they asked me. Um, and it doesn't have to be, let me say this, it doesn't have to be like two questions in a row. Like they asked me two back-to-back questions. It could be like they asked me a question on Monday and then on Tuesday, they asked me a question. This is for anybody. Like it's not just someone that like has been blowing me up um, because I don't really let people blow me up anymore. But it's really just a rule across the board that I have enforced for myself to help me set my own boundary with myself and with the people that are communicating with me. Like, okay, two questions. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pitch you into something like I, like I have to, I wouldn't be a good coach, a good service provider if I didn't pitch you into something. So two questions and then you get a pitch and it just like really helps me to like set that boundary. But also it just like, sometimes people don't know that you help with this, like that this is an offer that you have, or maybe they, you know, they're asking questions for like clarity or something like that. And it's just a great opportunity to show them that like, 
oh no, like I'm actually an expert at this. I can actually support you in this in a much deeper way. So it's not you being, and I want to just say, like, I just want to keep emphasizing the fact that it's not being ugly. It's just helping you better navigate these conversations so that you're not sitting there because I've been there. Like, I mean, maybe nobody else will say this, but I'm going to just be honest. Like I've been there where I've been sitting here having a conversation with somebody and it's a really good conversation, but then I start to feel used or I start to feel like, you know, the only reason why you're reaching out to me is because I'm answering your questions. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I see that you hire another coach or I see that you work with somebody else. And it's like, wow, if I would have just opened my mouth and said something, you know, and just like navigate, move the conversation a different way, maybe that could have been my client. Or, you know, maybe like, I'm having this conversation with someone over and over and over again. And this has happened to me a lot of times, especially in the beginning of my career, where we would be having like all these conversations and I'm just answering all these questions and doing all these things and basically DM coaching you. And then you literally like ghost me as soon as I, you know, offer you my offer. And I used to feel bad about that. It used to like really mess me up. And that's why I had to like learn these different things to kind of help me set boundaries for myself so that I didn't have to go through that because entrepreneurship is really emotional. It's really, really emotional, especially when you're in that season, like, oh my gosh, I need this money. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I'm out of that season yet. Like even though I make really great money, I, I don't I don't think I'm at this point where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't need well actually I think I am because I do say a lot of times like I really don't need this. <laughs> so maybe I am there. But it's like, you know, sometimes like you just have those moments where you're like yo, we're finna go into like really hard times in the world. Like maybe I don't need to turn away this money or whatever like that. And it's like, people don't want to talk about it, but there's a lot of mind drama. And this is why inside the method, like inside the Becoming CEO method, we talk a lot about the mind drama, the mind drama of building a business, the mind spirals of, you know, having these people that you think someone is really interested in you, but really they're just like, and it's not like, sometimes it's not even intentional on their part, but like, they're just kind of using you or you feel used by them. And it's like, how can you better navigate that feeling? Because I will say this, a lot of times people have really good intentions. It's just because you don't set the boundary, they're going to like, people will do what you allow them to do. And I've said this before on the podcast. So these are things that I'm like, that I've learned over time to kind of help myself set a better boundary and to be a more a, a more effective leader, to be a better leader, to show up better for my clients and for people that want to work with me and to show them the kind of boundaries that they should be setting for themselves. Because a lot of times we don't realize what's going on because we're not setting those boundaries and we're not enforcing those boundaries. But anyway, getting off on a tangent, let's just get back to the program or whatever. So number five, shift from having clarity calls and discovery calls. So I used to have like clarity calls, discovery calls. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I don't have clarity calls. I don't have discovery calls. None of that. And the reason why is because, and I talked about it earlier, where it's like people will get on a clarity call with you and they will just sit there and pick your brain. And then you struggle with converting the call from this pick my brain session to a to a sales call or to pitching your actual service. And once I shift from having clarity calls and discovery calls, the game kind of changed for me because I found myself, especially like, I don't know if you guys remember and when back when we were like she's a creative i used to like do like these coffee chats all this kind of stuff and the idea behind coffee chats the way that it's usually taught is that you do these coffee chats or you do these you know clarity calls like people can book a clarity call and the idea is that at least from your perspective you're thinking people are booking it because they're interested in your services the thing is is that sometimes people book those calls to pick your brain because they don't know that the purpose of it is to actually 
inquire and get more information about your service, right? So on your end, you're thinking that it's a call because they are interested in your services. But on their end, it's a call because they literally want to like get more information on what you do, but they also want to ask more in-depth questions for you to help them with a problem that they're having right now. And so when you have that mix, mix match, mitch match, whatever, of perception of what you're getting on the call for, it it goes left real quick. And so that's why I don't believe in having clarity calls or, or discovery calls. We don't do that. You can get on the phone for a consultation and it's really clear up front that this is a consultation about X, Y, and Z service, right? It's not a consult. It's not a pick my brain session. It's not a pick my brain sessions. Those are paid. Um, it's not a discovery call because what are we discovering? It's not a clarity call because you get clarity inside this offer. Um, it is a consultation. And I want to know up front certain questions or, or certain things like what is it that you actually want to come to the call and discuss? Because if it's not in alignment with what what happens in a consultation, then we need to do something different because a consultation is supposed to lead to a a sale. And it, it's that sounds like really harsh, but you know, it, it's 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 you have to set that boundary. It's it's the truth, right? The truth of the matter is is that what are we discovering here? What are we like clarity happens inside of your paid offers, you know, and while yes, you can like and and here's the thing inside my consultations, people get clarity inside my consultations. We may discover a a root problem that you're having a root problem in your marketing strategy, but also you are clear up front that the purpose of you getting on this call is to tell me what's going on so that I can tell you if this is something that I can actually support you with and kind of give you a general idea and a general picture of how things are supposed to move move going forward into my offer, right? Like it's not for you to get on here and pick my brain and ask me all these questions. And then here we are 30 minutes later and I'm I, like, you have no intention of hearing about my offer and I don't know how to transition you into it. And this is also like, and just with this point specifically, this is why I'm really like, I one, I love sales calls, um, which are my consults. I love sales calls, but I also love teaching sales calls and teaching you how to get better at doing sales calls. Because a lot of times, like if you want, you can call it a clarity call. You can call it a discovery call. It's all about knowing how to navigate it in order to get to the point where you are talking about your offer and actually pitching your offer and then signing people into your offer. And so if you are like getting on calls, if you do sales calls and stuff like that for your offers and you, um, you know, you're having a tr- trouble closing them or maybe you're having trouble like actually booking calls and stuff like that, then the Becoming CEO method is going to be perfect for you because inside of there, like I, um, I've i added a whole new course into there. Or, and, well, it's in progress. It, it should be up there by the time you hear this episode. But if it's not, um, it will be up there shortly where it's a whole new training uh, showing you exactly how to get better at sales calls and how to navigate booking more sales calls and all those things so that you can actually sign clients and not waste your time, right? Like not have people that are wasting your time, you know, asking all these questions or getting on your calls and they're not really serious or they're not really qualified. And that's the other thing. Like this is like a bigger picture, but it's like navigating people that waste your time. You have to understand the difference between someone that is just, you know, 
this is their first interest versus a qualified lead. Um, a qualified lead is someone who they are actively engaged and interested in your offer. Someone that is wasting your time, they probably aren't actively interested in an offer and you have to pay attention and understand the difference. Now, there will be a couple of people who slide through, like like I said in the beginning, the example of like the person who said like, hold my spot, I'm very interested, blah, blah, blah. And then five days go by and they haven't signed up. You know, that's a different type of time waster. Um, but also if you really think about it, if you really look at it, a lot of times they are not qualified leads either. You just didn't notice it because you probably got so excited about them joining your offer. And this leads me into my next point, which is don't count someone as a sale until the sale comes through. No money is guaranteed until it hits your bank account. And so this is kind of a mind thing that you kind of have to like work on, but I, I love the idea of assuming the sale right? And I always assume the sale as a sales tactic, as a sales technique, but I don't assume the sale, like I don't focus on them being a sure sale until I actually see it happen. Like until I see that their proposal comes through, I see their contract come through, I see the invoice come through, then I'm like, all right, that was a sale. And so sometimes we count money and then you are discouraged when the money doesn't hit. And it's like, you shouldn't have counted that money because it wasn't yours until it hit the account, right? Because people will say, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, what's the next step? Send me the invoice. Send me the contract. Send me this, right? They will say that, but something could happen, right? Like something real life could happen. And it's not that they're wasting your time, but like maybe they just had an unexpected thing come up and now you you got booted to the end or you know, maybe like after thinking about it, they realize like, okay, this is not something that I actually need right now. Or it's not something, and not to say it's not something they need, but like they're looking at their expenses. They're looking at, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they're like, maybe this is just not an investment that I can realistically make. I'm going to be honest. Like I one time was going to invest in a coach and I was on board. Like I was like, okay, send me the contract, send me this, like I'm ready, send me the invoice. And then as I was like reading the contract and like really thinking things through, I was like, you know what? Actually, this is not what I actually need right now. And I ended up working with her later on. So it's not like it was, you know, I wasn't trying to be flaky, but in the moment, sometimes people are excited, right? They're excited. They're like, oh yeah, this is solving my problems. This is great. But then when they have a chance to think about it, it's like, oh, you know, actually I think I need something else or I'm actually not quite ready. Or I know for me in that situation, my thing is I don't like making investments in things that I feel like I'm, I'm, not in a place where I can financially sustain it. And so a lot of people are like that, right? You, you're you not going to spend your money on something thinking like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm actually be able to afford this. And so in that case, it's better to just be like honest and say, hey, I actually don't think I can afford this right now. So I'm not going to make the investment. But there are some people who they won't tell you that, right? Like, I don't mind telling somebody like, listen, financially right now, I just, I can't swing it. You know, I, I also, I like to pay in full. So because of that, it's like, I really like to be just upfront and be like, you know what? I can't swing it right now to pay in full, but I'm gonna hit you next time. And with her, I ended up working with her in the future. So it was cool or whatever like that. But like just with navigating this, you just want to kind of think about and just try to be as intentional as possible with not focusing on someone as a sale until the sale actually comes through. And to just remember that no money is guaranteed until it actually hits your account. Like until you actually see the money come in, you know, people will promise all day long. And it's, I mean, it's not people being mean, you know? And that's why I want to be clear. Like when I say people that waste your time, folks that waste your time, like it can come across as harsh, but like things really do happen. And it's your job to 
try to navigate your own feelings, but also set yourself up in a way that you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, like I feel, you know, kind of jipped or I feel, you know, kind of sideways or whatever about this person. The last thing that I want to share and, and say is you have to set boundaries and your energy up front that people don't waste your time. So you have to set the tone. You have to set the boundary up front and you have to give off the energy that you're not someone whose who's time can be wasted. And you can do this in a lot of different ways. You can ask specific questions up front. So I like to ask like really specific questions, like a clarifying, like if someone asks me a question, I'll ask a clarifying question. And sometimes they don't get the two question rule with me. They get that one question. And I go ahead and pitch because I'm like, nah, like I don't even want this to get to a point where you're asking me a million and one questions. Like, no, you know, sometimes my question <laughs> that I ask people is so crazy, but my question might be like, well, hey, like, did you have a chance to check out the sales page? Because my thing is like, Maybe something that you're asking me is actually something that like once you see the sales page, like once you see what I offer, you'll actually realize that the answer will happen over here. Now, I usually do give people a response because I'm the type of person and if anybody has DM me, you know, I'm quick to send you a voice note and just like give you the tea because my thing is like, why not? Right. Like, why not? I, I really don't like people that like gatekeep every little thing. And it's just like, really, really, bro. Like, it's not that deep. So, you know, I usually send a quick voice note and give the tea. But I'm also going to be the same person that I set that boundary of like, here's the tea and here's the offer where you can get the rest of the tea. Right. So, you know, it's just like asking those specific questions. Sometimes I'll only send the link. So like another way you can just set that that you can set your energy is be like, okay, they ask you a question and you can be like, yeah, I actually cover it here. Here's the link, you know, setting that boundary where it's like, okay, I'm not someone who's like, I'm not somebody that you're going to just sit here and just waste my time, you know? And this, this is especially for people. So I'm not, I will say this, let me be clear. This is not for someone who like, this is their first time reaching out and they're super excited and all that kind of stuff. This is for the person that like, They've been in your DMs for the last three weeks. They've been in your DMs for the last two months. And it's like, okay, bro, like if you're not ready now, like we want to circle back in when you are ready. So it's, 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 it's a way to navigate the conversation with them when you're not being mean or nasty. I want to be clear on the fact that you should not be mean or nasty to these people because this per same person will come back. And the only reason why I know is because I used to I, I used to be this person. I was this person. You know what I'm saying? I was the person that, you know, it, I was new in my business. I was excited. So, you know, when people say connect, well, I want to connect with my mentors. I want to connect with the people that I want to invest in. So I'm connecting. I'm asking questions. But I was not ready to invest. And they could have, I did have people that were nasty to me, like really nasty to me. And that's what m made me say, you know, I'm not going to be nasty. I'm not going to treat people this way. I'm going to be really intentional about how I navigate these type of people that come to me who maybe they're not ready to invest, but they are so excited and they're so on fire and they're so in love. Like how, how do I show them love without overextending myself and stressing myself out and making myself, you know, exhausted or just feel some type of way. And, and that's where these, these different ideas and these different rules came up. And so it's like, I send the link, you know, maybe sometimes I will, this is something I really love doing in my stories or on my feed. I'll like, address a question or answer a question publicly, I'll ask them like, hey, can I actually share this? And then I'll share the question and then I'll respond and I'll just tag them. And 
on stories you can hide the tag um on the feed it's kind of hard to hide the tag so sometimes what i'll do is i'll either tag them in the post or i'll tag them in like the first comment or something like that like hey girl thanks for the inspiration or something like that you know just nothing to like put them on blast or like make them feel you know stupid like no i'm not trying to do that but just something to so that it's not always like a private one-on-one -on -one access to me like that because it can be exhausting and so i just wanted to share this in hopes that like it was able to encourage you or give you some like out of the box ideas or just to show you that you're not the only person that deals with you know people that will get in your dms get in your comments or whatever and waste your time getting your uh you know when you're sending out like inquiries and stuff like that and they're like wasting your time your email like you're not the only one that deals with this but also like i want you to remember there probably was a time where you were that person too and you want to just make sure you have that same grace that other people have given you when you were probably wasting somebody's time and I want you to also think about the fact that it probably wasn't intentional. Like you probably weren't wasting people's time on purpose. I know I wasn't. I wasn't wasting people's time on purpose. And in hindsight, I realized like, dang, like I, I see why some people were mean. Do they need to be mean to me? No. They could have like just said like, hey, you know, like they could have they could have had a two question rule. Right. But they didn't. But now you know and now you can do better so that we can have a more clean, more ethical, more integrity filled space online because it's, it's a lot of people doing stuff out here that's like, dang, like, dog, you ain't got to do me like that. Like, <laughs> you ain't got to do me like that. Like, really, you know, you could really, like, be cool. And so, yeah, this was, like, one of my shower thoughts. And I think I'm, like, really passionate about this because, one, I, I've been on both sides of this. And both sides are tough, right? Both sides are tough. But it's a way to, to navigate this without being like I said, ugly without, you know, hurting anybody's feelings or, but while maintaining a healthy relationship with that person so that when the time does come for them to make an investment, they're going to make an investment in you because you did them right. Like you, you did right by them. And, and ultimately I'm all about like do right by people, um, but not at the expense of your sanity or your mental health or your boundaries. Right. And so that's where all this comes from. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. My little shower thoughts. Thanks y'all for hanging out with me or whatever, whatever. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.